Teachers' desks are clean, chalk is fresh, and the blackboard is ready. It's back to school time, and we're ready with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead Welcome back to hour number two of the Watchdog Morning Show for a Wednesday, our midweek edition of the program. Glad you're here. You're welcome to join us or listen to us. Listen in uh, until 9 o'clock. Now at 9 o'clock, we turn things over on this day and this day only to the legislative watchdogs. They'll have their uh, hour's worth of good political conversation. Um, But uh, you're welcome to listen anytime. You're also welcome to call us, 304-232-8255. That is the Frio Stack Auction Service text uh, hotline. The text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. You are welcome to text in on that as well. Uh, Bob, somebody responded, Good morning, Howard. Here's some info on the Cleveland Guardians and their mascot. Do you know what their mascot's name is? I don't. You should. Why should I? Slider. It is. The, the the Cleveland Guardians mascot's name is Slider. I love that guy. It's it's Slider. Oops, I pushed up pulled up the wrong thing here. Hang on a second. Um the team references the Guardians of Traffic. I don't know what that is. That's dumb. Eight monolithic nineteen thirty-two Art Deco sculptures made by Henry Herring on the city's Hope Memorial Bridge, adjacent to the field. But the team's mascot is named Slider. How about that for the Cleveland Sliders? That would have been real cool. Yeah, the Cleveland Guardians. And Slider is their mascot. So you can go over there and say, I'm Slider. See if they let you in. I doubt it. But uh, I I think it would take even more to get me to root for Cleveland, Howard. They could could call them the Cleveland Bob Sliders, and I I still don't (laughs) think I'd root for them. Cleveland Cleveland Bob Sliders of the Watchdog (laughs) Morning Show fame and still no, no, you wouldn't be there? I don't think so. You know, Howard, we go out of our way. We really try to be informative. We we, we really try to help our listeners. It's part of our job. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we kid a little bit. It's not the easiest thing to do to get back to Ohio if you come across the river to work or come to our friendly city. And Gene, Gene was a perfect example of that Monday. <laughs> that was a great story she told us. <laughs> but, you know, I think it is going to might be a little tougher to get back to Ohio. I don't know if you caught this this morning. What? They got to dig those railroad crossing up right when you cross the back channel to go over to Bridgeport. So they're going to make that one lane. One lane, Howard. And, you know, I used to spend a lot of time on the island over with uh, Shane so and Jimmy. So you're going to have to um, – I go there every Sunday. I used to go across those tracks. Barely a little early, Howard. So you're going to – You haven't noticed how they kind of, like, sunk in? Oh, in no, no, they're, they're bad. Yeah, when I and go over just, them, it's, it's – It was, like I said, when I was hanging out on the island with Jim and Shane – they just they, they changed all that. They replaced all of that. That was what five or six years ago, and now they have to do it again. So, so yeah, they're going to take lane. it down, take down to one lane. One lane. So you, can you imagine that? You, you get across the Fort Henry Bridge. You get through the tunnels somehow. Say, first of all, you, you fight your way to get through the tunnels Every and over the Fort Henry Bridge. Every night, heading back to Ohio, you make it across the Fort Henry You're Bridge. You're going to Martin's Ferry, so you You're have to go across, across the, the bridge. island, and boom, you can't even get to the island now because, yes, Howard, can you imagine that? That is a busy stretch most times. It is. It is a really, really busy stretch when people are heading home after work. That's going to be a disaster. 
When are they doing that? I, I did. I saw soon. That. I think you guys, you and, and McCabe are keeping me on top of things. Thank God you did it with the Peyton City story yesterday. I see the headlines, but I don't always uh, delve into uh, you know the the backstory. So when when are they going to do that? Do you know? I don't or know there's a date, but uh, they they really showed it. it's really sunken. You know, so I would say soon they're getting a lot of complaints. Speaking of Peyton City, because you asked me earlier, uh, the morning intel today uh, does a uh, oh I hate this. McCabe, I buy your, I pay for your newspaper. Why every couple of weeks do you make me sign in again? Uh, I'm getting angry now. Hang on a second. I wanted to, yeah, I want to share the newspaper story with you, but it's too much trouble to to, to read. Why do you do? Yeah, pay for that, huh? I pay for that. Why do I have to keep signing in over and over again? You know, I, it's, I mean, it goes for a week or two, and then suddenly, now you must sign in. I don't want. I sign. Never mind. Uh, it's going to be a partly cloudy day today, daytime high around 80, partly sunny, 87 tomorrow, and a chance of showers or thunderstorms. Uh, could see some of the storms, though intense, probably mainly in the morning tomorrow, but pushing close to 90. Showers, thunderstorms uh, in the afternoon on Friday, otherwise partly sunny. Again, though, pushing close to 90. The weekend, cooler and pleasant, sunny, and will be in the upper 70s, low 80s. 58, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 57 at the Highlands, 58 um, in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 59 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Coming up, as I mentioned, uh, it'll be uh, the legislative watchdogs today at 9 o'clock. Coffee is away. We don't know where he is. Boys. He's going to be gone. Dave Wilson is in today with the Hoppy, for Hoppy Kirchival from 10 until noon. Then today is Wednesday, so it's, I call it our um, uh, midweek, midday merry-go-round of hosts. We'll start off with the Wheeling Vice Mayor uh, Chad Thalman and Mayor Glenn Elliott on your wheeling to no two ways about it beginning at noon and then uh, winging it with uh, Sonia and Olivia at uh, 1 and um, Butch Maxwell's total waste of time. See, I don't, I don't, that's not an opinion. That's what he calls the show, all right, uh, from 2 until 3. All three really entertaining and good shows. You learn a lot about the city with uh, the mayor and the vice mayor, Olivia and uh, Sonia. They just have fun, you know, like we do, Bob. They're just, they just have fun. They share a lot of information about things going on here in the Upper Ohio Valley, but they just have fun. And Butch and Lola just, well, well, honestly, I'm not quite sure what they do, but uh, <laughs> they do that. And um, so that's all coming up today here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8.15, quarter after the hour. Again, join us on the text line or the phone lines if you would like to, 304-214-1600. Let me check. I thought I missed something off the text line, but I guess I, guess I got everything in here. Do, 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 yep, I guess I got everything in. Frio Stack, Oxford Service Text Line, 304-214-1600. We were talking about drinking Pepsi earlier, Bob and I. Yep, you still drinking Pepsi in there? I am, Howard. Yeah, I got uh, I got my uh, bottle of Pepsi this morning. I wish I didn't. I wish I had not succumbed to the siren song of the sweet, sugary Pepsi. Well, I mean, if we have to work together. When we decide to give the Pepsi up, we have to do it in tandem, Howard. I can't give it up oh, you and you be in there sucking on one. You want us both? Well, you, and then you want us both to be grumpy. I want some Pepsi. Yeah, well, I want Pepsi too, so what about you? Well, I think we just have to realize that Pepsi is not the best thing for us, Howard. That's not the thing we ought to be drinking in the morning. Let me, let me, let me just tell you, the list of things I do that fall into the not the best thing for you category is <laughs> very, very long and large. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it now. I'm hoping that I turn things around this weekend and I can at least make a spurt 
with that and be uh, Pepsi free. Only on pizza days, Howard. So All you're right. on your own on your Pepsi. I, right. I just well, won't me, look at you. Let me know that I'll need to know to bring something else in on Monday. Oh, Bob's not going to. But listen, don't you. Don't mess me up. Don't tell me, oh, I'm giving up Pepsi. There'll be no Pepsi on Monday. And so I'll say, all right, uh, no Pepsi. I'll go back to water. And then I come in here and you're sucking down Pepsi. Then there will be. It'll be irritation on my part. I will try to stay true, Howard. 817 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I, I wanted to talk about drinking. Um, I don't do alcohol anymore. But um, the city of St. Clairsville is considering creating an outdoor drinking zone. Now, this was suggested by the owners of the Newellstown Diner um, that there be a little area set aside, and these people are particularly suggesting right in downtown near the Newellstown Diner, where uh, you know you can get a beer and then you could actually walk or whatever and you could walk outside and walk up and down the streets and you know chat with people and so on an outdoor drinking area apparently according to their development director tom murphy uh, the state of ohio does allow for city council to create a specific area usually downtown involving businesses like restaurants to sell alcoholic beverages um, they can create an exemption from their traditional open container provision now, council is not sure they want to do it. They have formed a committee in St. Clairsville to look into that. Um, there are positive things and there are, there are negative things. We talked very briefly with this about this with Wheeling Vice Mayor Chad Thalman yesterday. Chad said it wasn't one of his projects, but there are council members here in Wheeling thinking about it as well. What do you think? An outdoor drinking area? You know, it's, it's kind of like a... I don't want to call a mini version of the Italian festival, but you know, during the Italian festival, you can you can drink on the street and have a good time, or other other events to get special permits. You think there ought to be an outdoor designated drinking area? Well, make no mistake about it. I'm a West Virginia boy, so I I know a little bit about St. Clairsville. Forty goes right through St. Clairsville, so I'm trying to picture that you know a steady stream of of traffic and people partying, boozing it up on the sidewalk. That's different than my vision of center wheeling. Pretty much they, they broke that point. off and they're doing their thing down there and they don't have traffic coming through uh, of what they're doing. So th- that'll be interesting. And, and Howard, pay attention to the, what, what they're doing in November in Ohio. You know, I really believe if you listen to the experts and the polling, Ohio is going to go marijuana across the board, recreational, recreational marijuana. So. Yeah. You got to wonder, is that going to be like the next step? Is that, okay, this is like a party zone. This is legal. You can do this. You can do this to, you know, to a certain degree. You can't get hammered. And what is the, the, the law? Okay, almost every Saturday and Sunday through the summer, you can have an open uh, container uh, and, and drink freely at Heritage Port. So if I go down there this afternoon with an open can or, a, 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 you know, some kind of alcohol beverage, I'm technically breaking the law, right? right. It, it's specific days only. The, specific, the festivals or the fairs, the events get a special permit that allow them to, to do that. I, I guess that permit isn't free. I would assume not. I don't know. So that's what you have to do. You have to go to the city and say, hey, on this date, I'm having this event. I'd like to sell alcohol down at Heritage Port. That's how, that's how it works? You know, yeah, yes, I believe that is correct. When... When I think of it in the positive way, and I do sometimes, I think it would be, it'd be neat. You want to grab a couple of, we talk about it all the time, grab a couple of hot dogs at Tito's and then maybe, a, you know, grab a, grab a beer and just go down and sit at the port and watch the, you know, watch the boats go by and uh, eat your hot dog and drink a couple of beers. And yeah, that, that sounds like fun. That's a, that's a nice, enjoyable play. But then I keep thinking the, 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 um, the possibility of, of, people abusing it 
the possibility of it becoming, and again, the city of Wheeling, I don't know, has anything specific. St. Clairsville is going to have something specific, maybe. But I'm, a, I'm fearful that the possibility of it being abused would be very real. And actually, you made a really good point, which I hadn't thought about, that uh, Route 40 does go right through Main Street. It, it is Main Street in downtown St. Clairsville. And while most people circumvent St. Clairsville on the interstate, uh, I, I'm out that way frequently for a variety of reasons. And um, it's a it's a you know, right forty through downtown is is fairly busy, so that's a good point too. And you know you're right in the middle of it on the planning commission, and I don't know if I'll live to see it, but I think the vision is for Water Street to be more uh, saloons, restaurants, uh, you know, maybe more than we can even vision right now. And uh, that whole waterfront, that whole Water Street area, would be where you could maybe just go from one business to another and you know keep that like uh, i guess like on the strip in pittsburgh do and a smaller and, version and it's beginning the the opening of waterfront hall which is the old berry supply building uh has become what's the word someone used me there's great energy coming out of that building uh avenue eats is now has uh, their businesses inside waterfront hall waterfront hall has a deck out there they uh frequently have just some light entertainment you know guitar players or what out there what have you out there uh there is a bar there that you can go um, and and it's it, I like the signage. It just looks like what you're talking about. It just looks like a New Orleans street or something like that. Maybe that's not quite the example, but but Waterfront Hall is beginning that. And if it succeeds, and so far it looks like it is, it would make sense then to have others along the way. Now, there's not a lot of places there. It would require some changes and things. I suggested someone the other day, for example, though, when Tony DiCarlo builds her new apartment building, and then in that new building is going to be the DiCarlo's Pizza Shop. That building would be open. It, it It's on Main Street, but it connects through to Water Street, so they could make that work. At one time, uh, Frank O'Brien, um, I tried to get Frank on the show this week, and he, he was having well, I, he was having a medical problem. Uh, i got to get him on here to talk about some things. At one time, Frank was talking about, like you said, Bob, making Water Street, putting like a great big archway there at 12th Street. Uh, right, at the, right at the bottom of 12th as you go on to big archway that would be like a waterfront park and you would go through there and then there would be all sorts of things up and down the street. Permanent fixtures, not just festival stuff. I think that's a great idea. But the downside of all of it is abuse. The downside of it is it's great if we think about people having a couple of beers and enjoying themselves, listen to some music at Waterfront Hall. And then we think about some of the problems that have occurred at the Italian festival over the years. And let's don't forget the Ohio River. It always breaks your heart. It might be 20 years. It might be next year. It's, you know, it's going to come up. And uh, I don't know if that would be a deterrent, but it would certainly be on the planning how you, if they are going to build down there, you know, you, you have to keep in mind the river every once in a while does come up. Absolutely. And again, I want to be clear. We're just really just wildly speculating on, on wheeling. In St. Clairsville, there is a proposal came from the Newellstown Diner to create a, uh, a downtown drinking area, basically. Uh, and uh, Tom Murphy, who is there, and I, I work with Tom when he was over in the city of Wheeling, nice guy. Tom Murphy, who was their development director, uh, said there are over 100 of these uh, areas in the state of Ohio. Over 100 communities in Ohio have established these downtown drinking zones. I would be curious, and I think that's what this new committee of St. Clairsville Council should do and will do probably, look at these other communities and see how have they made it work what kind of problems have they had? I, there's a lot of value to that. There's a lot of value to, you know, now, remember a couple of days ago, I, we had the people on the 
Facebook page going, oh, there's all, everything is just for drinkers. All you have is for drinkers. Those people will be all upset. But you know, a lot of people just like to have a few beers. They do, Howard. Again, I'm a West Virginia. Or, or a glass of wine or whatever. I'm a West Virginia boy, and I don't know. This has always been in my thought process when you deal with uh, Ohio and St. Clairsville. They police their area pretty well over there. They don't, you know, they don't put up with a lot of nonsense. And I would think that this would be something that is going to get a lot of pushback against because, again, it's right in the middle of town. You're never going to stop traffic. And, and why would someone – are you going to have entertainment to try to make it you know, better for the, for, the, for the folks sitting out there having a couple beers? And why good. would I sit there and have a beer? You know, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, all right, in the summertime, just if there's some chairs out there or benches out there, you can sit and you know, have a couple of drinks and, and just chat with uh, some people. I mean, I see value to that. Uh, one of the council members in the article I'm reading from the Times Leader about this outdoor, dining, uh, outdoor drinking concept in St. Clairsville – says, I think there are a lot of pluses and minuses. It would give our younger generation something fun to do they normally wouldn't get to do around here. But on the negative side, it allows for over-intoxication, and we have to sit back and look at the rules and regulations. And if we really want to move forward, we've got to talk to the police department and other departments about that. And, again, I would certainly want to make sure law enforcement is involved. You'll probably have to step up some kind of enforcement, whether it is in St. Clairsville, whether it's active consideration, or whether it's in Wheeling where there might be consideration. You'd have to step up um, the, uh, the law enforcement side of this thing. Uh, I did not know this. Last year, an outdoor refreshment area was designated in Bel Air. So they have an outdoor drinking area in Bel Air? Like I said, I don't get over that. I, don't, I didn't. Uh, hmm. Just had a nice conversation with a nice lady, and, and she says, you know, reminded me that you can't avoid main street which is 40 you can go around where route nine connects and stuff like that so oh in st clairsville in st clairsville so maybe they would detour you i don't know i don't think they would detour everybody just because a few people want to have a few beers yeah, there it, yeah. you know but it's something to think we'll about. see we'll see how it goes um i'll be curious what the result of this will be keep in mind that much of belmont county is dry county belmont county has not been very happy with drinking in general you know so uh but I, th- I think it's an interesting idea. I think it's very, very, very worth pursuing uh, in St. Clairsville and probably in the city of Wheeling as well. Uh, but it's going to have to be done in a real specific way, and they got to really work some of this stuff out. I wouldn't be surprised since this is becoming uh, an issue in St. C, and since I brought it up with the vice mayor yesterday and since we're talking about it here on the radio today, I wouldn't be totally surprised if there isn't some mention of this at the development committee meeting of council tonight as maybe an, an option. I think, am I, I am correct, right? Vice Mayor Thalman yesterday said it's not his particular project, but didn't he say the mayor and maybe Rosemary Ketchum, one of the other council members has been proposing this in the city, at least talking about it? I think he said that. I think so too. Yeah, I so. just, I, I don't remember exactly the details. If you all have any thoughts on this, the outdoor drinking area, a, a downtown outdoor drinking area in St. Clairsville, uh, it has been proposed by the Newellstown Diner, and um, a, a committee of council was going to look into it and investigate and see what kind of positive and negative things there are and make a recommendation to city council. Uh, it is not unusual. A hundred communities in Ohio are doing this, so let's see what happens. Again, I like outside-the-box thinking. I like, you know, or outside-the-bottle thinking, perhaps it would be here. But yeah, me too. Throw in that uh, uh, recreational marijuana, Howard. They're going to have a party over there in St. Clairsville. Yeah, why not? 8.28 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room. And be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog College trusts. and NFL football are back, baby. The watchdog brings your favorite teams to your speakers. Let's go Mountaineers. On WKKX, WVLY, FM 98.1, 97.7, AM 1600, 1370. And let's go Dog Pound on WKKX, FM 98.1, AM 1600. Save on your next painting project with 11% off everything now at Menards. Keep your home looking clean and beautiful with Dutch Boy Paints. DuraClean Exterior Paint protects your exterior surfaces from the damaging effects of weather, offering crack, chip, peel, and fade resistance. Get one gallon for $32.89 after rebate. Good through August 27th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. play this when I was a disc jockey, but I can't think who this is. Well, I kind of threw you a little curve. I didn't play the beginning. It's a sideshow. Usually, the step right up, step right up. That would have given it away. Step, well, I still don't know who it is. Who's, who's the performer? Blue Magic. Blue Magic. Okay. All right. I remember playing this. I can tell you it was on a, I promise, on DECA because it was a purple label. When we were disc jockeys, that's the way you remembered things, what la- what color label they were on. So I remember playing it. I just uh, I couldn't think of who it was. 831, 29 to the hour. Listen, I-, I did not mean to hide anything, nor did the newspaper hide anything, nor did the individuals hide anything. We did get a phone call, and someone said that uh, this outdoor drinking thing uh, proposed by the Newellstown Diner, that a council member is one of the owners of the diner. Absolutely correct, and I didn't mean to hide that or ignore that. Uh, the proposal for this outdoor drinking in St. Clairsville, outdoor drinking area, uh, came from the Newellstown Diner. The owners of the Newellstown Diner are Councilwoman Tara Butler, so she's a councilwoman, and uh, City Police Officer T.J. Stewart. Uh, 
So it's a cop and a councilwoman who are owners of the diner. So, and again, the the, uh, the Times leader was very clear about that. That discussion came out at the council when they talked about it. And I did not mean by any stretch of the imagination to try and act like it was being hidden or it was some, something that was being slid under the rug that nobody would know about. Uh, it is proposed by the Newellstown Diner in St. C. Newellstown Diner is owned by a council member and by a police officer. So absolutely. And uh, I, I, if I, I did not mention it, and if in not mentioning it, I somehow was perceived as hiding something, I certainly didn't mean that to be the case at all. I just... I didn't mention it. 8.32, 28 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. When we come back, I want to talk about, um, by the way, I hate that phrase, when we come back. Are you going anywhere? I'm not going I hope anywhere. Not. We're not. I'm not going anywhere. We're staying right here and listening to the news, so I don't know what that means when we come back. Uh, but after the news, I, when I, I, more and more and more stories are being written all across the country about the uh, changes being made at WVU, the cuts, the reorganization, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it struck me last night, I've got five or six stories from just yesterday that I printed out and brought in here this morning. There is not a single one of these stories that thinks what they're doing at WVU is good. I have seen or heard no one step forward and say, hey, it, it, it hurts, but it's necessary, except for Gee, E. Gordon Gee himself. So I want to talk about that coming up uh, after the uh, news break here. On the Watchdog Morning Show, where it's 8.33, 27 to the hour, and Taylor Long is still hanging around, ready to do headlines. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 23rd. Steubenville police are investigating vandalism at a local school. Officers say they responded to Bishop Musio Lovers Lane Camp in regards to a breaking and entering and vandalism. Paint was thrown about the gym, doors and equipment were damaged, the banners on the walls were torn down, and some property was stolen, according to officials. Detectives say they are reviewing security cameras in the area and have some people of interest. Stick with 7 News for updates. When 7 News took multiple calls about the conditions of a railroad crossing that was becoming hazardous to drivers, we took those complaints to officials. Now we know when the heavily traveled area leading to Bridgeport is going to be fixed. If you've driven over the railroad crossing in Main Street in US 250, just as you cross into Bridgeport, you know how bad it is. 7 News reached out to Norfolk Southern, which operates that railway. A spokesperson tells us repairs to the area are already being planned. They say within the next month, drivers should notice improvements, but Norfolk Southern says this work will require a lane closure. We're working to learn the exact dates for construction, and we'll share it with you as soon as we find out. And out of Bel Air, a woman is facing multiple drug charges after police say they found drugs and drug paraphernalia on her in plain view. Authorities arrested 31-year-old Stacy Lynn Garlock after responding to a call on 41st Street where they spoke to her and reportedly found drugs. She is charged with possession, trafficking, and paraphernalia, and possession of drug abuse instruments. Healing police have arrested a man wanted for an assault that happened Monday. 38-year-old Jeffrey George Horvath II is accused of assaulting another man on Monday in the South Wheeling area along the riverbank. Officials tell us that earlier officers obtained a warrant. They were able to quickly locate him and take him into custody. 
That was a look at your headlines. Have a wonderful Wednesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Millions plan for retirement online. Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the Mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. morning uh 60 degrees wheeling ohio county airport still 57 at the highlands still i'll double check here to make sure uh well 60 in my backyard in elm grove and what do you have here bob let's take a look uh where it's 61 61 so moving up a little bit but not much uh 61 degrees here at the robinson otter group studios downtown wheeling in the heart of the ohio valley going to be cloudy for much of the day or at least partly cloudy daytime high around 80 tomorrow morning some showers even some thunderstorms possible mainly in the morning the rest of the day will be partly sunny around 87 pushing close to 90 uh, close to 90 again on friday with again more rain and then the weekend should be nice sunny temperatures actually cooler for this time of year will be uh, low 80s or even in the uh, upper 70s for uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So not too bad at all. A couple of local news stories that I just I didn't get around to putting on the table uh, earlier this week, and they're not anything that we, can spe- we need to spend a lot of time talking about. just wanted to uh, bring them to your attention. Uh, you remember we had talked about the uh, Wheeling Cancer, the WVU Cancer Center uh demolition of the old OVMC buildings. Bids were let to demolish those buildings, the entire OVMC campus, and prepare for the cancer center to be built. And the bids were given, the bid contract was given to a New Jersey firm, and a local company that had bid raised a ruckus about it, Raise International, and they had filed suit, actually. Uh, earlier this week, that lawsuit by Raise International was dismissed uh, by the courts. So uh, there had been a hearing scheduled, but instead the case was dismissed. So 
uh, that project will move out forward without any delays with the uh, uh, the local uh, raise folks uh, raise some questions. You recall we had talked with uh, Glenn Griffin, I think it was, from the uh, uh, unions about their concern, and they were not concerned about the out-of-state uh, contract at all. So, anyways, the judge dismissed that suit from Raise International. Uh, this is a story that's based on rumor. Channel 7 reported it. Uh, their story did not conf- get confirmation, but apparently the Med Express offices here and across the country are going to get rid of nurses. I would think nurses were a key part of MedExpress, but according to multiple reports, I am sharing with you what Channel 7 reported. According to multiple reports, MedExpress plans to fire all of their nurses nationwide, uh, and then they will use um, nursing assistants and those kind of people as well as the doctors that would be on hand. Uh, but, geez, when I go to the MedExpress, I nurses is usually the front line of defense that you get there, so I'm... I don't know. A company says they intend to let all of the nurses go across the country by September the 7th. There is an online petition at change.org to try to keep the nurses there. Uh, again, this is, I don't say rumor or gossip, but this, is, this article is based on reports, not on confirmation that Channel 7 was able to get. And I haven't even tried to get that confirmation. I know you got to do what you got to do, Howard, but, man, that's, that doesn't sound like that would be a good business plan. I, 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 don't, I would think not. Um, there's probably more to this than, than that. Well, you're trying to save some money, I, I would think. Okay, those nurses are, are, are probably expensive compared to the the assistant or the general nurse or whatever they're calling those those folks that's helping out now. Nurse practitioner or yeah, something. Yeah, like so, but are you are you passing that cost along? I mean, now we go to MedExpress, can we can we look a little discount now? Or no, I doubt it. Probably yeah. things are going to go up. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not totally sure the rationale behind that. Um I have noticed a lot of uh, billboards and advertising that have been trying to differentiate between urgent care and e-room care. Uh, I'm trying to think how they phrase it. Um, Bloody nose, urgent care. Broken nose, e-room care. So they're trying to get you to understand there are certain things you go to MedExpress type places for and other things you really need more intense medicine for. and I want to be fair, Howard, just like you want to do, you would think, okay, when they got into that business, I mean, that was pretty wild to think about when when that type of business offered you, hey, you don't have to go to the emergency room. To me, that was different, and, and I bought in uh, early into that. Okay, so now they figured out you don't need the actual nurse, registered nurse. When I go to a doctor visit, I don't go nearly as, as, as many times as you go throughout the year. They uh, They take my weight. They check my vitals. Do you need a registered nurse for that? I just assumed whoever was doing that was a registered nurse. Maybe that's not the case. I don't think they have to be registered nurses. They have to be some kind of a you know. But there are different levels of that. Um, and I'm, this is not a this is not 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 a criticism. But I go for annual checkups with my heart doctor, for example. That's important. And I go in, and the I will call them the nurse. Okay, will. Yeah, take my, you know, take my weight, take my blood pressure, uh, ask me a few questions, write a few things down. For my heart, they actually have a guy who comes in, a technician, who runs a little funny thing over my chest, and it reads my pacemaker. Uh, and then I sit and I wait, and then the doctor comes in. And he says, um, yep, looks pretty good. You got any questions for me? No, I don't have anything. Well, come on back in a year. I mean, that's... <laughs> You know, that's that's the grand sum total I see. Of the, and that Now, I guess that's because all is well. I suppose if I was having problems, they would go, oh, my God, sir, you're about to die. we got to get you in the hospital. But 
um, it, 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 it's that first part of things that tends to be the where most of the work is done on a unless you're having a crisis of some kind, right? It's the nurses or the, the, the nurse practitioner or the whoever that does all that stuff. And then you know, the doctor is like, yeah, okay. Nurse did all the work. Let me Basically did all the work is what you're saying. Yeah, Howard. the nurse did all the work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't need them anymore, Howard. Guess, guess you're okay. Now, mind you, there is nothing I like more than to hear the doctor go, hey, everything is perfect. And my wife gets mad at me. I get in the car after a doctor's visit, and she says, uh, what they say? They said everything's fine. No, what did they really say? They said everything is fine. No, no, no. What did they say? Then I give her the little written report that we get and says everything is fine. So anyway, uh, but but the nurses do a lot of the work. I, I just I wanted to put that out there. Channel Seven did the story about MedExpress. I, I want to stress that they didn't quote anyone specifically from MedExpress. It's according to various reports, and I had seen some of these online. Uh, I'm not as quick as TV7 is sometimes to pull things off of social media and report them, but I, I Seven did a story, so I thought I would uh, would share that with you. And finally, you would ask uh, earlier today, Bob, and correctly so, um, what's happening in Payton City with the water situation where you and McCabe both called it to my attention. I just let the whole thing slide by yesterday. I mean, it's a pretty big deal down there. Uh, first of all, uh, they are still under a do-not-use order. Uh, they're still waiting for results from a testing site. According to the uh, Intel story uh, today, an electrical transformer problem caused the failure of a valve at a plant in Payton City uh, Water Department, and that's what allowed the contaminant to enter the city's water supply and now leading to the do not use order. So um, remember we talked about this yesterday. The national drinking standard for a PCE, that's a chemical, is five parts per billion and it's 30 parts per billion in Peyton City the last time they did a test. Now, they've done another test, don't have the results in yet. Uh, but interesting, it was an electrical, tra- electrical transformer that went bad that then caused a valve to go bad, and that's what allowed the PCEs to get into the water. So you asked that s- story earlier, Bob, and that is apparently um, the situation. Oh, relay. Okay. Uh, it says, for now, the city is relaying new information on Facebook. I thought it said the news the, they were relying on information on Facebook. I thought, no, my God, don't really. Okay. Help us out a little bit here. Yeah, okay. All right. And they are distributing water at various locations around Peyton City. So the problem still goes on, but it sounds to me like they're, if they get the result they expect to get back, then the do not, do not uh, use water order will be uh, rescinded. And uh, so there you go. And finally, uh, Wilson Lodge is going to get an upgrade. Ogilvy Park's Wilson Lodge is going to see a parking lot and entrance upgrade. They're going to do some work of the parking lot area of Wilson Lodge and also the actual entrance way even going into the building. I does I don't the story does not tell me exactly what they're going to do. Stories from uh, the intel. Um, but uh, back in May, the CEO and president of the Ogilvy Foundation, Eric Yonelson, had said the lodge's front entrance would be changed along with the approach to the lodge. I, so I guess they're going to revamp the way the driveway goes in there. I, I'll be lost. Nancy and I go there every day. We take that drive down. I, the car just pretty much drives itself. We'll have to learn new, new ways when it's done. The restaurants, the Elenfeld Dining Room, the Glassworks Grill get a, a complete facelift as well. So a couple of local stories I just thought that I would share with you. I want to talk briefly about WVU, and I will do that in the final segment coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614 470 Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Asking only workmen's wages. I come looking for a job, but I get no offers. Just to come on from the wars on 7th Avenue. The legislative watchdogs are coming up in the next hour of the show, as always on a Wednesday. And the gang will be in here to talk about matters going on around the Mountain State and probably a little bit about the national scene as well. Tonight is the uh, presidential debate for the GOP, the first presidential debate. Donald Trump will not be there. The attention, therefore, will not be as great as it would have been before. But I continue to say, I think for those who actually care about um, selecting their candidate on the Republican side. This is the Republican primary. Uh, it's actually better that Trump isn't there. Trump sucks, all, sucks, sucks up all the oxygen in the room uh, and literally looms over everybody else. So this will give him a chance to give everybody else a chance to. Uh, um, Got somewhere to go, Howard? No, it's just my, <laughs> my phone is ringing. I don't know why. My, oh. Could be your doctor, Howard. Now they're talking to me, apparently, and I don't want to talk Urgent, to urgent, goodbye, Howard. Goodbye, goodbye. I don't know what that was. Um, 
and I pushed the wrong button, so I, I pushed the answer button, so the hang up button, and so somebody was talking to me, and I, I don't know what they were saying. Uh, where was I? What, uh, 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 Problems at West Virginia. WVU. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about this, this WVU business. Um, we all know the story. Uh, WVU, $45 million financial shortfall. Uh, e. Gordon Gee and his team have put together a, a variety of cuts and reorganizations to uh, try to make up financially for some of that. 169 uh, faculty members, I think I'm right, correct on that, 169 faculty jobs are being given the boot. That's 16% of all the full-time professors. 32 undergraduate and graduate degree, degree programs are being cut, including the entire foreign language program. That's gotten a huge amount of attention. Major change in the math department. Uh, creative writing is being uh, revised and revamped as well. So we all know the, the basic story. Uh, what struck me last night, every multiple times during the day yesterday, I'm seeing new articles about WVU, and they're coming from the national press. Uh, we talked uh, earlier this week with Brad about uh, New York Post, I mean, uh, Washington Post, the New York Times, uh, actually the New York Post, the New York Post as well, the Chronicle of Higher Education, Forbes magazine, all of these folks are writing articles about WVU, and it struck me none of them think what's going on is a good idea. I have yet to hear anybody, and if, I, if you have heard Bob say so, I haven't heard anybody speak up in state or out of state national media, national commentators, or local who say, I think he's doing the right thing. It's a good idea. You're absolutely right, Howard. And look, I, I don't pay that much attention to business and how CEOs and the big shop presidents run, run a company. But I think I've got a pretty good grasp that if I go in front of the board and I am the big shot, and I say we're going to do, let me throw a number out, we're going to do $50 trillion or whatever I say, right. and, and we're, going to get, we're going to hit that number. And we only do $23 trillion. I'm gone. There, I don't know of a business that's going to let me stick around. I did not do my job. I came to you and I said, everything is good. We're going to hit this number. And I didn't even hit almost half of that. That's a problem. I probably have to go. You know, uh, the, the reality is that some things happen you couldn't foresee. But, but E. Gordon Gee had predicted, what, six years ago or so, that we will be hitting 40,000 students Growth, yes. by this year, by this year, 40,000. And instead, we're on our way down. Things 26,000. We went from 30 down to 26,000. Please don't hold me to those numbers exactly, but I'm pretty close on those numbers. Uh, what I can say, as you pointed out, Bob, we did not go up. We're going down in enrollment. Now, yes, there was a pandemic. Yes, there's sort of a, a shift in ed higher education in general. All of those things are, are things that are out of the control of the university, but in my opinion, should have been foreseen by the university. When the pandemic hit, there should have been a crisis management plan put into place instead of continuing to believe that things were going to grow. So I fault the administration a lot for not seeing the potential problems that were occurring. Now, again, I openly admit, and I think it's fair to say, that there were some things you couldn't see, but still they should have made some better plans. And I also fault equally the legislature, which simply chose to stop funding higher education at any higher level. Every year they have the flat budget. Well, a flat budget means, because surely just because of inflation, that you're getting budget cuts, higher education getting budget cuts every year. Well, you know, higher education, is that's a real function of government. That's an important part of government. 
And you know, you you should keep on funding that. So the the legislature deserves the responsibility, and E. Gordon Gee and his administration deserve the responsibility. But as you look around here, here's an article from Metro News: a WVU graduate and owner of a landscaping company in Morgantown says, do you understand, speaking to Gordon Gee and the Board of Governors, do you understand how important our landscape architecture graduates are to the economic development projects that go, go on in the state? We commit and donate countless of hours to community involvement, community development. Uh, we have touched 30 communities in the state to help with community development design and their needs. Uh, there's more to... I guess the bottom line, there's more to this than just numbers, not just financial numbers, but numbers of students and so on, faculty. There's more to it. What's the impact of these things? What's the impact of these things? I have spoken several times. I wrote a piece at my website about uh, the priorities of getting rid of, of uh, foreign languages. And E. Gordon Gee said on Hoppy Kirchival's show, Statewide Talk Line, heard right here on this radio station, that, um, well, most students who take the foreign language only do so because they're required to do. And if they aren't required to, they wouldn't take it. True. Absolutely true. But why are they required to take it? Because the university feels that it is important to have well-rounded citizens, that people in this day and age, particularly an educated, degree-bearing citizen, should have a better understanding of foreign cultures and foreign languages. Because you are almost guaranteed to be coming, if you're going to be in the business world of any kind, in contact with other countries. So it's not that, well, just count the numbers. Well, you know what? If we didn't have a requirement, then they wouldn't be there, and therefore that department isn't needed. Except why do you have the requirement? This landscape architect makes a pretty good point. Forbes magazine, the headline in Forbes magazine, West Virginia says it's too poor to support its only major university. How's that for a headline? How's that purely if for no other reason than the image of the state? West Virginia says it's too poor to support its only major university. And it, this article goes on to, uh, you know, to really rip Gee apart, quite frankly, including saying, this is the article from uh, Forbes magazine written by uh, Stephen Salzberg, I can't help noting WVU just renewed Gee's contract for another year at 800000 per year. Um, I'm not quarreling that E. Gordon Gee isn't worth 800000 a year, but I am suggesting that in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't look really good. You've got, you got a new increase in your salary, and you've got a guaranteed contract another year when you're cutting everybody else out. Uh, we're going to talk tomorrow to Dan Bauman, who has written a piece in the Chronicle of Higher Education. Uh, it's a lengthy story looking at all of the cuts and all of the rationale and all the priorities. Um, the headline in the uh, this this particular chronicle story is why is West Virginia University making these sweeping cuts? And the point that Bauman makes, and he'll talk with us about this tomorrow on the show, is that it's not just money; it's priorities. You know, in all of life, in all of life, where you put your money says where your priorities are. If you put all, no, I don't mean this critically. If you put all of your money into uh, going out and partying and, 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 uh, and, and drinking beer and, uh, and going dancing or whatever, that says something about the priorities of your life. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it, it defines the priorities of your life. So when WVU cuts the world languages, cuts math, cuts creative writing, it says something about how the Mountaineer universe feels about those programs. 
And I think that's something that needs to be looked at long and hard. We'll talk more about it tomorrow when Dan Bauman, the Chronicle of Higher Ed, joins us. Right now, I'm going to turn things over to the legislative watchdogs. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Mr. Slider, hopefully, will be back with me. Doesn't, if you don't fall, fall off the off, roof. If you don't fall off the roof. I'll drive by today and see if you're dangling someplace. I appreciate it, Howard. All right. 9 o'clock, Watchdog Morning Show. KKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.